Please don't leave that in. A Star to Steer Her Buys podcast number 76. Mm. As you, as you uh, remember me from all of our other letter correspondence over over the past months, this is Ames. And this is Caitlin. And this is Jake. And this is Chris. Whoa. <laughs> we miss you very much and hope you'll save our stupid planet from exploding. <laughs> Speaking of which, that's the pr- plot of the episode Pen Pals. We'll also be talking about Q-Who today. In Pen Pals, a young girl, Sarjenka, starts a, a pen pal correspondence with Data over her computer ma- radio machine. She lives on planet Dream of Four. This sounds very familiar, Data. I hope you'll save us soon. Wesley, meanwhile, is leading, a, leading a team. Who thought that was a good idea? Literally everybody. Apparently. No, I think they just wanted to get rid of him. Oh, fair enough. Literally uh, no one. <laughs> and, and they do some tests on this planet and realize everything's shit. But Data really wants to save his friend who is going to die on this horrible planet that's going to collapse itself. And somehow they decide let's rewrite the Prime Directive again, which is a thing that happens all the goddamn time on this thing. Uh, so they save Sarjenka. They blast them, some things at the planet to make it not blow up anymore. They wipe Sarjenka's mind so that they can send her back with a new rock she liked and that's the end of, end of that episode kind and of I'm on a horse our other episode I wanted to tell you about data which has less to do with what I need you to save on our planet but is also a terrifying story is Q who which features an ensign that no one likes and fuck her nine times Sonia Gomez but also Q decides the enterprise is his new buddy, and he wants to be on board. And Picard says no, so Q throws a fit and says, "Well, you aren't ready for space anyway. See, look." And Check then he out this shit. and then he introduces them to the Borg, who fuck their shit a lot and keep fucking their shit a lot, and then fuck some more of their shit a lot. a lot until Picard's like, "Our shit keeps getting fucked, and we haven't learned very much except that our shit's gonna get more fucked." Q, please. Help us. And Q's like, okay. And brings them back to their normal place. Help us, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. <laughs> only hope. The end. I hope you write back soon, Data, and save our ships. Because we're going to die as much as the Borg people would do. Uh... The end. Well, it got a little weird at the end there, but that was a very nice letter. Yeah, that was very nice. My Sharona. Pen pals. I find it odd that, you know, this episode... It's ostensibly about Data and the little girl, mm-hmm. but that really doesn't seem to come up all that much until about halfway through, I felt. I, the timeline was very confusing to me, because at, at some point, Data goes to Picard while Picard is horsing uh, <laughs> around, and he tells Picard, for like the last eight weeks, I've been talking with this girl over the rate over the internet radio. Mm-hmm. But that was like midway through the episode because we already saw yeah, him. Yeah, but we saw him the, the first, first time, message. and that was after Wesley had had assembled his team. So have they been? Has Wesley had his team for eight weeks? Yeah, yeah he must have. Then that they, was the idea. they weren't just surveying one planet; they, they were, were surveying yeah, whole a whole section of space. Like there was a, it was the, that was the whole thing was that the region of space was. And in eight weeks, the people still don't take Wesley seriously. 
would you? I mean, we've been watching for a season and a half, and we don't <laughs> take him seriously. To be fair, I think they did. It was uh, just that one shit stir. But that he one was. Guy. But he wasn't even like. I think the whole the end. He I, tries I to start shit right at the beginning. I wouldn't be surprised though if Davies was his if, name. Yeah, Davies. If Riker or somebody had gone to them and were like, give 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 Wesley a hard time. Give know? him some conflict to resolve. Because like. You know, because it was almost like he was testing Wesley's ability to not, you know, to to to, to stand his ground. Yeah, because once he came and just gave the order, he was like, he was like "All Sounds right, good." Um, yeah, I kind of was surprised at that. So that's actually a pretty good theory because I was like, I feel like this fucking shitster would like fight back, but he didn't at all. Yeah, it was just like he. It was like when he like because when he first came there, he wanted to challenge Wesley. Well, it's been, it's on also his been choice. eight weeks. Yeah. It's been eight weeks since Wesley gave him the first order, and he was like. No, I don't think that's a good idea, Wesley. Maybe not do that. And Wesley was like, okay. Eight weeks later, Wesley's like, hey, let's try this thing now. And it's like, yeah, it's been eight weeks. I might as well do this thing now. Was it, I don't know if it was eight weeks yeah, no, I think it was the orders. Okay, and that gets, yeah, I'm very confused by, I by the I felt like it was the next episode. day or something. Yeah, I no, felt like he was like, like Riker, they don't take me seriously. And Riker was like, just put your foot, ba- foot down, you pussy. Wear and a he's like, sweater. okay. And then yeah. he goes and does the next day. It was sort of my read. It might have been the same later that same day. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was. I think the timeline was was more or less. He formed the team, and then at some point over the next eight weeks, he had the you know, oh, let's do the scan for this, and then went to Riker, went you know, went and solved his problem, came back, said, yeah, let's do it, and then we had to help Data with his problem and explain to him in no uncertain terms how talking to little girls on the internet is not appropriate behavior. If it were anyone but Data, it would be a really, really weird gray area. But Still with data, it's, the thing is, like the thing is, and I think the scriptwriter Melinda Snodgrass was the one that convinced everyone in the idea of this episode. That it's got to be Data that gets in touch with the girl because a, if someone asked him if someone's out there, he would have to say yes because he'd have to answer the question because it's a question posed to him. Yeah, and uh, it would you know continue in the theme that Data has this innocent naivete kind of a thing going on. Yeah, it still doesn't make a ton of sense though that Data would be that dumb. It's not dumb. It's dumb to... He knows the Prime Directive, you know? Yes, that's true. But he's learning some humanity, and he's not able to turn away from someone who needs help. I mean, that's what I think it is, is at first, he's just... He's open to contact, and he's sort of run with it. And it does sound like until it turns into this thing where it's like, oh god, their planet's about to explode, he was just on the right side of the Prime Directive. I mean, he was chit-chatting with a girl... Well, right, but he wasn't. Contact he wasn't giving away the fact that he was a spaceman that we know of. He says he didn't, and I choose to take him at his word. Yeah, I mean, Data doesn't lie. He's not a Vulcan. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. It wasn't like sh- the place I'm confused is when we first. I feel like the first hint we get of this storyline is when he's playing with the with on the bridge. Yeah. With his toys and Worf's like... He's got a hobby now. Clean up your toys. He's working with crafts. Um, and then it's not until after that that he makes contact with the little girl. Yeah, when he's in his room. So he was like doing some ham radio shit. Yeah. And then makes contact with the girl. Well, I think the ham radio was a... It's funny, I actually also said ham radio. Was just one of the many things that sort of was a result of his experiments with the scanners. It's just that one ended up being the one that was pertinent to the plot. But he was actually basically just boosting the scanners in general and somehow changing the way they scanned for stuff. 
Also, is that girl the only person on that planet with access to a radio? Because, like, A, assuming it's not a point-to-point thing that's like a broadcast. Or not a broadcast, but like a... Yeah. I'm going to say yes. Yes, she is. Well, I mean, they, they got those weird magic doors, though. They seem like they do have a decent amount of tech. Yeah. Maybe her family's the only people on the whole planet. No, she probably just adjusted the frequency to one that people don't use. She's that planet's Wesley. Yeah, mm. she she took an be. ordinary ham radio and turned it into an interstellar ham radio. Think about what she's gonna do with that fancy singing rock? Oh man, probably get really sick of probably. the song it sings for her really <laughs> quick and throw it away. <laughs> eh, children for you. I actually really liked that idea. I wish that that was a real thing. The singing, the singing rock, rock? Yeah. or throwing it away? No, <laughs> no, the singing rock. I really like that as an idea. That it sings a different song for every Everybody. person. It's kind of it's kind of sweet and romantic. It's because mm. he's not people. It's also probably pretty rare. And Data, and Data stole, stole it, it from yep. Pulaski. <laughs> Why did you just have it out? It sounds like a paperweight. Well, yeah, it was like a desk tchotchke. Yeah. Well, well it wouldn't have been I, that valuable then. We have, you, don't, we have, you don't use the world's biggest diamond as a fucking paperweight, do you? We, we have Funko Pops. They've got singing rocks. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, this episode's interesting because I do feel like... I'm not going to say it's a great episode, but it also was pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. that's what, like, I I know when I looked at, like, the screenshot that they have of it up on Netflix, I was like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah. Yes, I felt the same way. But yeah. honestly, when you look closer at uh, Sarjenka, like, her makeup is actually pretty good for something you have to apply to a child. Yeah. They got a yeah. child to sit still to put that shit on her? Yeah, Jesus. Damn good. I liked what they did with her fingers. I liked what they did with her voice. So... Yeah, we get to fuck around with the Prime Directive a little this week. As usual. Every week we do this. Every week is a new version of the Prime Directive, which is why they have to keep having these meetings to be like, what is it today? <laughs> no one fucking knows what it is. Oh, it's just like, what do we feel it is this week? If, Troy, help. If you're in Starfleet, like at least once a week, there's a new email from Command. All right, guys, here's what the Prime Directive is now. We found another thing that we wanted to change about. You're really and that's if there's a child, you can fuck it up. Here... Yeah. Not the child. No, not the child. <laughs> the directive. I swear. I think at the end of the day, Picard knew it would be fine. Because when he writes his report, Starfleet's going to be like, what did you, with the pride, why? And he's like, hey, it's all right. We saved a planet that is like 95% dilithium. Mm. Oh, okay. Thumbs up. Hopefully they get warp drive soon, by which means we'll just give it to them. Because that was the thing that the big reveal was that all the fuck uppery was because all those planets apparently all had way too much dilithium. Mm. Yeah. Wait, is that actually what happened? That's yeah. What they yeah. Said, yeah. That's yeah, what like, Davies found because of that test that Wesley asked him to do. Yeah, the 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 planets were like lousy with dilithium so mm. much so that they were the crystals were growing in an odd formation, which was fucking up all the planet's tectonic shit. In that conference room, we have Wesley's team. We have three members and Wesley of his team. Yep. He originally had four members of that team. Yes, he did. Where's the fourth one? O'Brien. Beamed him into space. O'Brien beamed him into space? It was, it was but the husband and wife team that, was, that he was cautioned against. <laughs> yeah. Maybe um, maybe the husband actually killed the wife, and Wesley's concerned that what if one of them dies? That would be a big problem. Actually happened. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good. I hadn't I hadn't caught that though. That's a good catch. Maybe one of them was in the shitter. You want to be at this conference though? They'd wait mm. or beam it out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Wesley wasn't horrible this episode. I didn't think. Um, yeah, he did all right. 
Yeah, it was another it was another appropriate use of Wesley being like, okay, what do, what do we do with him other than when he like last week notices Worf is acting funny and has to fucking go crazy at him. <laughs> but can you fucking imagine if you went, you know, to your job. 4 years of Starfleet In Academy. In a number of days. You know, <laughs> you're you worked your whole career, got appointed to the Federation flagship under one of the most storied captains in the fleet. Everyone wants and to be boss. Enterprise, even Sonia Gomez. So it's like getting a part-time job when you're 60 mm. and like the 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 cashier's manager is 22. Yeah. Dave, why don't you why don't you not put all the heavy things in one bag? Yes, sir, boss. Yes, sir, boss. My bad on that one. Dave, Dave, you're taking too many bathroom breaks now. You're right, boss. I'm really sorry. It's the enlarged <laughs> prostate. I'll just shit my pants. Yeah, that's nice. what I like. I I would be pretty pissed off. Yeah, that'd be pretty. That'd be like it'd be like the intern at your job getting put in charge of you. And that's yeah. why. That's why Davies' react. Davies's reaction was relatively normal. Like, yeah, understanding. Like, oh, Wesley's gonna be leading us. Wesley, if you fuck up. And when I say if, I mean when. I'll just do the work for you. It's no big deal. Although I I've must, done it a million times. I must question Davy's credentials because it fe- seems like his opinion of geology is blowing up rocks. Like that's the one thing we see. He puts a that's rock space in a tube. Geology. Yeah, he puts a rock in a tube, turns it into smoke, and looks really happy. That's pretty much what a crack addict does. <laughs> And looks really happy. (laughs) (laughs) You've broken Chris again. This is another new laugh. You were setting that joke up, right? No. (laughs) You put the rock in the tube, turn it into smoke, and then look really happy. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) serendipitous. There was the though the prime directive conference. In Picard's quarters where yeah. snacks were served. Nice. Which I thought was hysterical. Looked like crumpets. When we were having this this Prime Directive conference, how, like, are they the fucking Supreme Court of the Prime Directive and they can just decide how it applies every time? Or do they have to ask Starfleet? Because the Prime Directive is a thing that exists. That the law is written down. And I'm sure there's someone that can interpret it for you. I'm going to guess that the Prime Directive is kind of like the motto. Like, it's not actually a law. It's like, it's like, in God we trust. Or some, you know. E pluribus unum. E pluribus unum. Don't fuck with other, with other species. Keep off the grass. It's just a oh, guideline. Oh, sorry, Wesley, it's you've already broken that one. Curb your dog. But yeah, I mean, honestly. No, you know what Take away is? the fact with the, with the child, but just saving the planet yeah. alone is a huge violation. I mean, a massive violation, right? Which, it's interesting, because like. Why shouldn't you be able to do that? Save the planet? Yeah, because like... Save the cheerleader? It's one thing, right? (laughs) Where it's like... uh, For another example, you know, if we jump to the Kelvin timeline in Star Trek Into Darkness. You know, there may be a better example, but this is the one I can think of. Kirk, you know, gets into trouble because he mounts that whole mission to save that small group of people on this planet from a volcano. Not the first thing he mounted. Yeah, he got in a shitload of, like, way too much trouble for that. For that, but, you know, the... Did he get fired? uh, I think they were planning on... They would have had a big old disciplinary hearing if Benedict Cumberbatch didn't then go all, like, terrorist on their asses. But I thought he got... 
demoted and Spock got reassigned. Or no, no. Pike came back. That was what it was. Something Kittens. like that. Yeah. But uh, I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters. Yeah. But yeah, there was this whole big to-do. And I suppose you could maybe argue that in that case, they were potentially interfering with the planet's future because, you know, maybe now that this specific group had been saved, another could have their own advancement fucked with because these people are alive. But this, in this episode, we have a case of the entire planet's gonna go kerplody. So it's like, you know, it's one thing to interfere with a species development. It's another to make it so they can actually develop, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. I, just, I think that there's prime directive arguments. I can see it either way, right? Because on one hand, it seems incredibly short-sighted and kind of elitist or like playing God, right? But then on the other hand, you have the example of like the Indians, like, you know, like that was, didn't Picard cite that a few weeks ago? What? Like, oh, you know, when European settlers encountered the Indians and they slaughtered them and it like really fucked up their civilization. I don't Am think I so. making that up in my brain? That might be something else you watched. Maybe. I feel like there was an... I feel like some... I feel like it was Picard, but someone was making... I thought, was it John Oliver? <laughs> you could just watch a bunch of John Oliver. I don't know. And he's got a British accent. Were you, true. Were you making the mistake of watching Insurrection? Oh, what he said was that every time a more advanced civilization encountered a, a less advanced... Was it Nagilum? Was he talking to Nagilum? Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, every, yeah. But every time, every time on, in Earth's history, when a more advanced civilization encountered a less advanced civilization, the less advanced civilization got basically wiped out. Yeah, and that's the argument for the prime director. But that's not a good argument because in the twenty fourth century, we've evolved beyond that kind of chicanery. So in well, theory, you'd think that, but <laughs> but we've got a long list of evil Starfleet admirals to introduce you to. Yeah, but luckily the admirals don't really fly around that much anymore, and the mm. captains are kind of handling it. And so far, they've seemed pretty cool. But yeah, I think it's interesting too because I mean I th- I know I brought this up during our ten forward about discovery, but in the pi- in the pilot in the first episode of this that one you know there's the whole thing where they introduce us to Burnham and um, Giorgio. Giorgio by having them unplug a well on this planet that's about to experience like full of crumpets yes experience a lengthy drought and they're like yeah we gotta if we do this right you know we won't technically be violating the prime directive. But it's like the whole reason the drought was happening in the first place was because some sort of like advanced mining colony had exploded or radiation. So basically it's like, look, this planet was already fucked up by space chicanery. Yeah, that's the loop that's the same loophole that we had in Gangster Planet and Nazi yeah, Planet. Like, but the, like if it's already been broken, you can go and try to fix it. That shouldn't even have to be a loophole though, you know? It should just be like, yeah, no, this is matter of fact. Yeah, we fucked shit we up. We broke it, we should fix it. But I think that goes back to something you said a while ago, Jake. Oh, God, how did you phrase it? I... He said, oh, baby, I hear the blues are calling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the tossed salad and the scrambled eggs. When we had touched on the Prime Directive at some point, it was during TNG, I know that much, you were talking about, like, another way to look at it is, you know, not protecting people, but just being sort of like, oh, God, I forget how you put it, but I really quite liked it. Whatever. I don't know, it, it was almost sort of, ten thirty, so we it'll come to you someday. But you put it as like sort of like a, an issue of sort of first world privilege or something. Well, there, yeah, I mean, being there's... able to being able to decide like, oh yeah, no, we don't want to have to bother with anything that we don't. Yeah, that's it's not so much about not wanting yeah, to they're, ruin they're ab- anything. They're abdicating responsibility. Oh, yeah. oh, you're talking about heroin planet. 
Is that the one we're talking about? Was that Probably. the one that might have been the one? Possibly. But yeah, abdicating responsibility via the Prime Directive. And yeah. I, well, that was definitely one of the episodes where we talked about that. Yeah, well, Because he's have... kind of like trying to wash his hands of it by being like, well, um... Yeah, and I mean, if, if you as the Federation have the ability to save a lot of people... Yeah. You should probably do that. Yeah, and especially in a case like that where there is society that already has like... A certain amount of interstellar flight and contact with other species, and yeah, I, I think I think there's there should be a lie. Like it shouldn't. Like I, 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 the prime directive is far too black and white. Yeah. If if it's yeah, saving a planet from exploding or what you know a volcano from wiping people out or what have you, fine. It's yeah. Different from handing them advanced yeah. weaponry. Giving yeah. them phasers and photon torpedoes. Probably yeah, no, uh, a little much. And yeah, if you want to do it in a way that's sort of like maybe hopefully they don't notice us, which yeah. shouldn't be that fucking hard with your tech. Pulling, pulling, don't pull a Jameson is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, the people on the people on the disco planet definitely saw them walking away though. So yeah, that that they one fucked they it up too. Slightly fudge, but not too badly. The bug monsters are just like, huh? And there'll be legends of the two strangers and blah blah blah. Yeah, well, was that thing that happened in Orville? The legend of the two strangers. Sort of, but it was uh, Kelly. Hmm. Interesting. What's the legend of the two strangers? Well, I just uh, that, that's what the bug people would have made. Oh, up I thought about. I thought you were like quoting a uh, some kind of trope. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like it's 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 not too hard to imagine that someday that culture will have that story. Mm. And yeah, and that's the that's potentially the worst you do is you've created a myth and all right, maybe they base a religion around it and then religion. Right. Look, I'm just and saying. And then you return and they're like, "You're my god." And you're like, "Whoops, lol." You had to save the planet anyway because you broke the planet. Well, Data is already a little bit breaking it by being in touch with this girl in the first place. Yeah, that's that's true. That that initial thing was a bad idea. I do love that Picard's reaction to it is, "You God. brought a child." No, oh, no. Oh, the oops. The, the oops. Like, yeah, you just had one of your senior officers admit he like very willingly destroyed the Prime Directive, and your reaction is. I love the way he said oops also. Yeah, no, he it did. Was like a We're not doing oops. it justice. But yeah, so I also love that later he seemed less upset that Data had kidnapped the child and more that he brought the child onto, onto the, bridge. the bridge. Yes. He brought a child. I don't know. He, he was, I think he was really pissed. Because he, when he was looking at, he wasn't looking at Data. He was looking yeah. at Riker and like speaking through clenched teeth. Yeah, like mm. he brought... But that's me though. It's I feel like a child, and he hates. That's what I mean. Children. I feel like the anger was less about the Prime Directive violation. Every time Wesley walks on the bridge, yeah. he's like... There's a child on the brink. He clenches his cheeks yeah. a little bit. So but that's, that's, that's what I mean, though. It's cheeks. like... Butt cheeks. The anger seriously to be more about the child than the fact that, wow, this has gone even further. This whole episode, bless Data, but, like, this whole episode is just Data making a series of increasingly poor decisions. Dumb Data. <laughs> up to here. Up I to love here. that. Yeah. I love up that so much. Every time we were up up another level, it's yeah. like Picard. This is this is a really nice touch. This is a nice thing that your character has decided that he does. Yeah, no, that uh, it's 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 fascinating. You know, I liked the discussion too, where they, you know he was like, "All right, so in this situation we do this, right? Of course. In this situation, then it's fine. Yeah. All right. Now what about now? What about now? Mm-hmm. What about now? And uh, that was a nice way yeah, to would you would you save planets at war? Would you do this? Yeah, like when? Like, oh, when is that's it? That's right. There's there are lines. Yeah, when we cross them. When is it going from being a good Samaritan to playing God? Well, it's the yeah. first one. The first one is the answer. Well, yes. Yeah, 
No, that's true. But and then there's this like, the arbitrary line. I don't know if it's been explicitly stated if it's warp at this point because I don't think it is yet. Eventually, it becomes that the the once the 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 prime directive only applies up until you as a civilization has warp drive. Yeah, and then once you have warp, fuck it. Yeah, you're all bets are off. Even though you know. You may not understand anything in the universe, and you have achieved warp way before you can handle it, but now you're in our bridge club. They had <laughs> warp before they had fire. That's right. <laughs> I mean, there is a there is a line in, actually, in Insurrection that sort of implies that they still sort of... Like, they'll make contact, but kind of try to, it sounds like, ease people in. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a, but, there's a really good episode later in this series that deals with with that sort of thing. Oh, neat. With like a, a planet that's on the brink mm. and, how to, and how they deal with that. Oh, it's cool. pretty good. You know what I liked? I liked Pulaski in this episode because she was basically at Bones level. Mm. Like when she was talking about the Prime Directive and you you bloody idiots, like why can't you see that it's people's lives that are at stake? It's like, yeah. this is everything Bones would say. Well, yeah, that was like, I feel like you is know, your eyebrow twitching? No, it's not. But it's like, it's like it is. Picard's like one of his first, you know, escalation examples. What about a plague? She's like, yeah. Duh. <laughs> so what do you mean, what about a plague? Of course. All in all, I'd call this one a successful outing yeah. for the old Starfleet Enterprise. I like Mem- Memory wiping is a thing now. Yeah, that's weird. That was weird. Yeah. That may have been weird and unnecessary. Yeah. I didn't like it. That was the one part I was just kind of like, really? Like, I was... I was like, if memory wiping has been an option at all ever, then nothing should be an uh, uh, an issue in in various episodes. Yeah. Well, I always it hap- They do it. It happens repeatedly. Does it happen more? Oh yeah. We see more memory wiping. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hmm. I don't want to spoil it. Have you told me this already? And you just no, me- wiped my no, memory but we, but we, and <laughs> forgotten? But we yes. won't. We won't get to it for a long, long time. We'll get to DS Nine, but there is like. Memory wipe that well, we'll rant about it because it's it's bad. Wow, I mean, I know the reasons for it are bad. We have kind of we have seen a memory wipe before, and that was in Spock took Kirk's memory of that chick out of his mind. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That That was upsetting. Oh, um, the Native American ish woman, yeah. Yeah, I think that was. Was Was it that one? No. No, it was the chicken Methuselah, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. I think it was yes. that one. Which one's Methuselah? Where the like old dude had made a bunch of robot wives. And, and Kirk fell in love with one of them in, in an instant. It was the one where they had rebuilt Nomad with a new colander I attachment. Was, I think it was that one. It might have been. I don't remember it. But yeah, it's that gone. was really fucked up, that yeah. bit. I but memory wipe things are just fucking weird no matter yeah, what. It's, well, it's now they've got thing. technology that does it. But yeah, so... And here's the thing, like, Pulaski's r- rationality behind it was, well, I have to look look for certain neurons that were formed in a certain li- amount of time. So she just took everything the, from the girl's memory from the past eight weeks that Data's been talking with her? Presumably. Mm. And now she has no idea what this fucking singing rock is from. Yeah, no She's shit. She's like, this thing is in my room, and it keeps singing! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, uh, also... And it says, love Data on it, and I don't know why! <laughs> And then she becomes a statistician. She forms a religion around data. That's good, Caitlin. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway. Anyway, what else was in my notes? That you wanted to proceed directly to Q who, do not pass go, do not collect. No, I, have, I have one more. I have P- Picard was highly regretting not giving data over to Maddox weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh god damn it, data, you're ruining everything, and they should have let, let you dissect you. I had my chance. We saw a pony. Son of a bitch. Oh yeah, Picard's sudden 
interest in horseback riding. Yes, this is our, our only time in this season that we had a location shoot, apparently. Hmm. I will yeah, say... The AVR in that... Or ADR in that scene was... Uh, ADR? What does that stand for? Um, Audio... It's when they re-record yeah. dialogue later because there was too much ambient noise on the set or in the area. Yeah, in the scene with him and... Troy. Troy, it was just like, ooh, that's sticking out. That's what it is, okay. Because I did notice that it was a little weird and I was like... I will say, even though I was just bitching about civilian clothing not that long ago, I kind of loved Picard's ugly sweater in that scene. The riding jacket. Really? The pants were... It looked like Oh, not every, the pants. Every part of him wanted out of those pants. Yeah, no, not the pants. I just liked the big, weird, bulky sweater. It looked Boy, warm and... Yeah, it looked warm and comfy. It looked like something I'd like at my home on a winter's day. If you're on the fucking holodeck, why are you riding a fucking stupid horse? Why don't you ride a fucking... Elephant? Elephant. Saber-toothed tiger. Or a fucking unicorn. Jet horse. Something awesome. You could. You could ride. You could ride a Pegasus. You could ride a fucking Pegasus oh. with rainbows coming out of its asshole. You could ride. I don't need the rainbow assholes. A Pegasus. But. Pegasus. It's a pig with wings. You could ride fucking Falcor, dude. That's oh. true. You could fly around on fucking Falcor. And I'd have the holodeck play the theme song. Never, Never ending story. I now have this great mental image. Of Captain Picard riding Falcor going, <laughs> And he goes and he makes those bullies all scared and they hide in the dumpster because they're jerks. And, and his fucking kid's name was Bastion, though. Yeah, that, that, yeah. yeah. That's asking your kid to wind up a nerdy shut-in. Didn't we, we watch this recently and I said it doesn't hold up? That movie doesn't hold up, no. Okay. Dude, you know what does hold up? Q-Who. The fucking despair of when that horse dies. You know what? I didn't the care. The horse in the swamp is I'm so sh- sad. I'm trying to remember if I ever cared, but I probably did, but... Uh... Ames, are you a sociopath? Yes. Oh, alright. What was the mother's name? He yells Mom? something. At... No. What... <laughs> what, or the girl's name. What's her maiden name? It was the girl's what's name, her, but it was What's her first name? name? I've only known her as Ma. What was the... No, the, the girl's name. Say my name! Please! That's Beyonce, wasn't it? Say my name, say, say my, my name. name. When no one is around you. Was that Destiny's Child? I think it was. Yeah, all right. It was so. Beyonce. It's Queen Bay. Who? Q Who. Ah. Yeah. That was terrible. It's a good episode, though. I liked Q Who. You liked Q Who? I liked it. Yeah. Q Who. I didn't realize it was coming, though. Like, I just suddenly, they were like, oh, yeah, this is the Borg. I was like, holy fuck, right now? Yeah. Holy we, shit. We're getting Borged. They look yeah. pretty good. The Borg yeah. only show up, like, what, two more times? Uh, I Three? don't remember. Uh, and they then don't they're in that much in the series. No. Spoilers. And, and then they're in every fifth episode of Voyager. Yeah, that's kind of the problem. Like the Borg are great because well, they they're show because up, they're far away. They're far away. They're terrifying. And when they do show up, shit gets fucked and real. Yeah. And they Fucking make really cute real. Borg babies. They make little cute Borg babies. That's the only way babies. It be was made. so fucking cute. I like couldn't stop looking at it. I was like, "You're so cute." We rewatched it. We had to go back. I was like, "Look at the fucking little shit they put on this baby." It was so funny. I know, Ames. I know you didn't share this feeling, but like, I, I liked just... that it was a machine. That's what I liked about it. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was a baby that they had didn't like implants. Exactly. The baby's like thirty now. There's somewhere out there. There's a guy somewhere. who's claim to fame. He was Borg Baby. He was Borg Baby. That's great. And never... He was probably like the Key Grips kid or something. Oh, yeah. Probably. He was wicked cute anyway. I thought it was really funny. I thought the fucking little hat and the fucking... I was just like, stop. Borg Babies shouldn't be this cute. That's fucked up and wrong. 
They should be horrifying. But then I was thinking about it too, because I was like picturing what I thought it was going to look like based on like what the adult Borg looked like. And I was like, oh man, how are they going to get that thing over the kid's eye? Babies don't want to sit still for this <laughs> shit. It's just a little cat. <laughs> and then I cut to it and I'm like, oh, okay. So I don't know. I just thought it was adorable. So here's the question though, right? Right? The Borg are a hive mind. Mm. Presumably, that the babies are also linked into it. There, there's moments where enough of the babies have tantrums at once that the whole collective is just in a mood. Borg babies don't have tantrums. No, I would. I think they, they don't. They fucking the the re- the wiring that they do in the beginning removes the tantrums. That's why they got to get them hooked up right away. Okay, but then in that case, at the very least, do the Borg occasionally just have an urge to just watch Frozen on a loop? Is someone breastfeeding these children? Did somebody have to fuck to make these children? I actually wondered that also. Like, where do these babies come from? I feel like there was a reference when I was researching this episode that the babies are stolen from other places or something. I would think it has to be. I think think they have to. Well, it's too bad because, you know, if the whole hive mind got their fuck on, or even two people just... Oh, everyone everyone would orgasm together. If if two Borg banged, would that just be masturbating? (laughs) <laughs> Actually, Ooh, also, eyebrow, Jake. <laughs> also, if two Borg bang and the guy gets off to make the impregnation, imp- imp- to impregnate mm. the female, 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 it must be Italian. <laughs> uh, that means that the whole hive mind comes, which means the Borg are the only species in the whole fucking universe that get their women to come every time. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> I like it. There you go. How many Borg does it take to screw in a, in a light bulb? All of them. Resistance is futile. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, I don't know good. where that came from. Uh, uh, anyway, who knows where thoughts come from, Ames? They just appear. Yes. Speaking of, of the Borg and stuff, we see this planet after Q has shot us into presumably what the Delta Quadrant. I'm no, guessing. only two years away. Somewhere, somewhere yeah, far it enough wasn't away. Super far away, which is interesting. And they see a planet that's been had all of their mechanics taken away from it because that's what Borg does. They mm-hmm. like metal and shiny objects because they're basically babies. They like or ravens. Babies. <gasps> it's the Borg. It's the babies. The babies want the shiny things. Um, but they say, "Oh, this is just like those planets we saw in the neutral zone from the episode, the neutral zone." The Borg was in the neutral zone. Yep. The Borg are the ones that were that were taking out the. Oh, the, uh, well, the colonies because the they colonies. sent the Romulan outposts and yeah, shit. They're, the Borg. It was yeah. Oh. And I have a I have a very interesting theory. This can probably be elaborated upon in a future episode, but I'll I'll start it. I'll I'll lay the seed now. Okay. Your space. Not seed. We'll come back in a hundred years. In a hundred years, we'll come back and see what fruit is born from this seed. That's right. All right. So the Borg, who we know, well, we don't know right now, but eventually we learn that the Borg are from far, um, the far end of the galaxy, mm-hmm. very far away. But they've been Ooh. snooping around the Romulan neutral zone. Mm-hmm. Taking out colonies. Well, what piece of technology that we recently learned about? Cloaking device. Mm-hmm. Is in the Romulan neutral zone. That Vending the, machine. That if the oh. Borg had it, would be fucking badass. That, um, the thing, the data. The oh, thing, the, I- the Iconian gateway. Yeah. Oh. So here's my fear. That the Borg learned about possibly through assimilating some civilization that knew about the Iconians, that the Iconians were based somewhere in this neutral zone area, so they sent their ship out to go look for it. They don't find it. So they start heading home. Q 
sends the Enterprise over there. Yeah. Encounter the Enterprise. They scan the Enterprise. They look, huh, this ship's... Been to Iconia. Been to Iconia. This could be interesting. Let us pursue this line of uh, investigation. Really? Find out all we can. And I'll lay and I'm just gonna lay this little seed here. Of all of the people of all the people on the Enterprise that know about the Iconian Gateway, who knows the most? Data. Picard. Picard. Doesn't Data know? Very more? interesting. Picard likes archaeology. Data just knows everything though. Yeah. So Yeah, but Data was actually like finger banging the thing. Data was blind. Yeah, he got all zappity fucked. And now he can see? Blue, 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 red, blue. He's so good. Simon. Damn it, Frank Simon. You're so good. I like that, though. That That's That's really a good theory. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's sort of my thought. Hmm. That perhaps the entire, the extent of the Borg's interest in Earth and in humanity in general may only be... To, Picard? To try, well, just to try and get... The information relating to the Iconian Gateway. Because yeah. honestly, if the if the Borg had access to that technology, oh yeah, everybody'd be fucked. Everybody'd be fucked. Like they could take they could take over everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. instantly. Yeah, cool. Okay, but this starts to feel almost Star Warsian because like Q is super obsessed with Picard. Also, now the Borg are just like obsessed with Picard because he's got this info. Well, that's a coincidence though. He just happens to have the information. Whatever. I don't hate it. I love the theory. I think yeah, it's no, a brilliant good. theory. I just don't like... Oh, also, this episode, very important. Uh, the first indication that Guinan is... Not people. Guinan yeah. was great. Yeah, Guinan she was. was. She was awesome. But, you know, yeah, you know what I read about Guinan? Before they knew that they were going to have Whoopi on board to be the bartender character, Jean, of course Jean, because Jean, requested that that character be the hottest woman imaginable. <laughs> um, and they succeeded. So, fucking Jean. They couldn't get Ilya back? She might have passed away by then. She died very young. And she died How? Young. Heart attack, I want to say. What oh. the fuck? Didn't we t- I think we talked about this. Yeah, I, I think don't we did. remember enough. Oh, I yeah, forgot. She, she died awful. in her like, early to mid-40s, I want to say. <laughs> what the fuck? That shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, well, Anyways, we certainly yes. didn't use our new ensign, Sonia Gomez. Oh! Who I read, I read uh, her actress, Lysia Naff. I can't read my writing. Uh, played the three-breasted woman on Total Recall. Oh, oh wow. I love the three-breasted woman. I don't like this do. character, though. It's 50% more to I love than her. Say, I love her one, one and a half times as much as any other woman. <laughs> <laughs> uh. We really are the same fucking person. Uh. Jesus. Uh, Sonia Gomez, on the other hand. Sonia Gomez. So Dear here's the thing. God. This is a, I have a lot of fucking theories <laughs> this is going to be conspiracy theory corner on I'm this I'm fine. Tinfoil uh, hat corner. So my tinfoil hat theory on, on uh, so I was going to say Selena Gomez, on Sonia Gomez. I kept thinking that too. Is that the they had intended for her to become a recurrent. Oh, uh, they did. And they gave up after, what, twice? Yeah, she's only in two episodes, I think. For her to, but, but like, because, yeah, having a hapless, doofusy engineer is... Okay, but she sucks as a character. But they eventually resurrect the character as Tilly. No, oh. as I was Bar- kind of thinking that Barkley. I think uh, he's, mm. he's, an- he's another character that shows up a little in a little while that we'll meet. Who's the socially awkward engineer buffoon that Jordy has to take under his wing? Yeah, You're also this sounds just like Tilly too, though. 
Tilly's competent. Is she? Yeah, yes. dude, she's really good at her job. Yeah. yeah. She's just annoying. Yeah. She grew Very on annoying. me. Oh, no, uh, me too. Me too. I like her now, but in the beginning, that's because I feel like she's gotten exponentially less annoying. I like yeah. Killy better than Tilly. <laughs> oh, well, obviously. Yeah. Her tits looked great. Um, <laughs> and here's the thing also. Is Replicator hot chocolate not hot? Chris, I said the Chris, same thing. Chris literally made the same point. Because, yeah, like, but, I mean... But no. I said that what it does is it makes it already at the perfect drinking temperature. Yeah, the, so the, the right temperature. No but see, burning in the that's future. what I said, though. I would like, love that. The perfect drinking temperature for hot chocolate or tea or coffee or whatever is fine, but still way too hot for me to have spilled on my junk because the stain went all the way down to his crotch and be but like... But then she fondled it for him. <laughs> Actually, uh, here's... I, I think it... I think by default... The replicator produces anytime you order a hot beverage, it's a tep it's tepid. It's just like room temperature. Mm. Because notice how whenever Picard orders tea, mm. he has to specify he wants it hot. Yeah, but she ordered <laughs> hot chocolate. But she didn't order hot chocolate. Hot. Hot, hot chocolate. Hot. That I actually kinda like that idea. Like the, the, the machine is a little too like cautious, which is why he has to specify. Well, you know, it's just like there were too many lawsuits. I was literally just gonna say they got sued they for kept, they too kept, hot coffee. They kept putting it between their legs when they drove. Yeah, she did. That woman took real damage. Right, we're not belittling thing. that. Woman. I just wanted to make sure because I well because I almost made the same joke and I just I just want the world to know that woman suffered like fucking third Severe. degree burns well, all over her fucking fa- legs. But that's the thing though. That that case was mis was misrepresented in the media because they made it sound like oh oh she was just like, it was hot coffee but the pro it wasn't that it was hot coffee that she spilled it, it, it was, was that too hot it, that it was coffee that yeah, was like prepared, 130 degrees prepared at a very unsafe yeah it never should have been given to anyone at that temperature yeah. and they all and there was also defective cups oh I didn't know that part uh, well it was a design flaw the cups <laughs> at that McDonald's used at that time derived all of their strength from the lid. Oh, oh. Uh, no. they were ba- they weren't they weren't they did not. No have one a- puts a lid on correctly so, like, when you, you order would, a beverage. So, nope. If yeah, exactly, and obviously you know lids are uh, at fast food restaurants are often ill fitting. Yeah, no, they're shit. Um, so I just got a baked potato from Wendy's recently, and the lid was off, and I got cheese everywhere. Well, good thing it wasn't scalding hot cheese on mm. your lap. Yeah, I feel really bad for her. So I had thought they introduced Sonia Gomez just so they could kill her. Like, it felt like that yeah. was going to be the oh. point of her. Well, yeah, because she was like the optimis- optimistic. <laughs> yeah, like, let's go, go explore like and see Scotty's things. nephew. Yeah, I oh. kind of thought they were going to Scotty's oh. nephew. I was hoping she'd be Scotty's one of the 18 nephew. people that got presumably abducted by the Borg and are now part of the Borg. They may have just died when those sections were pulled out of the ship and decompressed. I feel, I feel like there's a retcon somewhere or maybe a novel or something that the 18 people are now just Borg. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to guess that at least some of them, if not all 18, are Borg. That, that looked pretty good, though. Yeah, that was it? good. That was good. Oh, when they sliced the little yeah. piece out of the top of the ship? That did look yeah, nice. But it was interesting because they only got a few decks. Yeah. They didn't go all the way through. Yeah. Well, I didn't need it. I just needed a small sample. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted a tasting course. Mm. Sure. This episode, A, A, it won Emmys for sound editing and mixing. True. And got an om nom nom for special visual effects, because the visual effects looked really good. Yeah, they were. I loved the the set on the Borg ship. Mm. That looked really cool. It was creepy. It was really like, because I had never, obviously never seen this before, and I was just like chilled. I was like, oh my God. Especially when all the ones were just like standing there, like not moving, because they were like, part of the hive mind at the time and I was just like oh yeah I hate this fucking ship it's horrifying it's, it's been a long time since I've seen TNG Borg 
like my most recent experience would have been um you know voyager and first contact and things like that where they got sort of done over a little and they're still effective even though the costumes are way more simple i like i wasn't sure if they would lose some of their impact when they looked a little simple. lower budget apparently but. apparently that Forearm weighed forty pounds. That is not a surprise. Yeah. I mean, it had, and the had epi- like batteries and shit in it. And the yeah. episode went fifty thousand dollars over budget, which is why they had to do Shades of Grey, which I'm sure Jake will, will oh. tell us about later when we get to that episode. Oh, interesting. Because they ran out of the monies. Hmm. It's because they were working so yeah, hard to make all them Borg look like leather daddies. I don't I mean, know what the fuck was going Delancey on there. Delancey doesn't work for free. So. No, Delancey's true. so good. He was so great in this. Okay. I loved his splay on oh, the cute. floor. That was amazing yes. when he was on the bridge rail. There. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So when he switched places with Data. And yeah, Data and then was Data the splaying. Rail. But he was like, "Wait, I'm splaying what?" You should splay more, Data. Mm. Um, oh, uh, so conspiracy corner. Another one. This is so many Guinan corners. Is a member of the continuum. I was oh. thinking this. Too. I said, didn't I say that? This is my tinfoil. I did, because he was like, you. And I was like, holy shit, is she a Q? I said this. So, yes. so this, this, this is, there is not a lot of corroborating evidence for this other than. Because we eventually learn more about her, I well, think. Well, we learn, sort of. We learn some stories about her. We. Know that she belongs, she claims, we know that she claims to be a member of a very long lived species. Of, of like listeners, right? A species of listeners. Yes. Which is why she's infinitely better than Troy. But I, but I can, I submit <laughs> that. Wesley. A species of <laughs> listeners is like, because Q was legitimately afraid of her. Yeah. Like, was he afraid of her or was she afraid of him? No, he was like, get this thing off your ship, she's dangerous. Oh, that's true. He did say um, that. No, he was afraid of her. Yeah, she was afraid of the Borg. Yeah, and she was afraid of the Borg. And, like, she had, like, some hand gesture. Like, she was yeah. going to, like, force lightning him yeah. at one point. I contend. And we'll, we should analyze, keep this in the back of our minds as we have more Guinan episodes. There better be many more Guinan episodes. That she is, in fact, a member of the Continuum. And... Why doesn't she use her powers ever well, to I save th- them from the Borg? Because I think that... Guy, has she been that like, she is that she is the the, the she's the anti Q right? If Q is like the mischievous, she's A and he's Q. Yeah. The chaotic neutral. She's the yeah. I feel like she's she she has renounced her powers and that she, like either because she didn't you know think she could control them or she wanted she's distanced herself from the continuum or she's left in dishonor or um, and, she, or and she's chosen her, to live life among mortals. So whether she can't, whether she has powers or doesn't, but there's a lot of fucking weird shit with Gaiden, mm. and we'll we'll see a lot more of it eventually. But uh, alternately, keep that in mind. Alternately, mm. she's not a Q; she's another super advanced being. She's Trelane's mom. Mm. Yes, and and he's been you know him and Trelane are old old schoolyard buddies. That's why Q is Trelane's godfather. And. uh... That, and he's uh, he's he's seen her when she gets mad, and that's why he's like, oh fuck. Mm, true. Because him and Trelane used to play baseball together as as wee demigod wee kids. Gas clouds. All right, I'm into it. I'm into either of these theories. All right, or both. Porky and Elastos. Or she's an Organian. There's uh, so we're we're the three tinfoils. So so many at this point. Tinfoil. That's a lot of that's a lot of foil. Uh, foil again. Ah. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, so this episode had a lot going on. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Laying some groundwork. Laying some pipe? No. Well, actually, there were a lot of pipes in the Borg ship, so... Mm, someone had to lay those pipes. Mm. Riker's uh, just the man for the job. Like, let's just talk about the Borg for a minute. Like, how fucking terrifying an adversary, the Borg. Yeah, and, and they got the hive mind, so they're yeah. not individuals. No. Their ship is decentralized, so you can blow up 20% of it. They'll be fine. And they'll be fine, and they'll fix it yeah, while they're chasing it you. Itself. Yeah, that was creepy. Yeah. yeah. It really, it is so funny to see them back again when they are actually a threat mm-hmm. and not just one of the villains you see eight times a season yeah it's like, not like uh you know like like voyager Randy. where they just show up all the fucking time and it's just like i feel nothing when i see you now yeah you know, it's, sort of, it's the dalek uh that's exactly what i was about to say yeah it's the dalek um <laughs> you used to get a dalek story what would you call that problem i guess syndrome but yeah something. it's like usually a dalek story once every couple of years like Rarely enough that with the original Doctors, some of them only encountered Daleks once in their whole time. Mm. And now in the newer season, like, they've actually kind of used them less in the last couple of years, which is But good. for the first, like, six years or some... It was so, guaranteed there'd be at least season. one major every Dalek season. story. And in, the, and in the case of, like, Eccleston's season, series, not only did one show up randomly to introduce you to the idea, they were the big bad at the end. Yeah. Yeah, you it's, know? um... But I also feel like they do that with the Cybermen, too, on Doctor Who. Like, well, they've done that more recently. That wasn't as much a thing until later in the new series. Moffat's run. He kind of started using them more often. Because mm. they showed up in, what, season two? Yep. And were kind of a big bad. Yeah, and they, they were used very effectively there. And the Cybermen are also basically the Borg, so... Well, there's a, I know we haven't gotten to well, it yet. Well, Doctor Who did it first. True. They actually, I think it's in Best of Both Worlds, but there's definitely a later Borg episode in TNG where someone involved in the production acknowledged that because when you see a readout of names, mm. it includes the names of the then incumbent seven doctors. Mm. Like the That's actors' cool. names. Yeah. It's like a Hartnell and a Troughton and so forth and so on. That's neat. I think it's Best of Both Worlds. That's nice. That's really cool. Although being fair, as much as the Cybermen may have influenced the Borg, the Borg also heavily influenced the Cybermen in the new series. Yeah. Because when you watch old Doctor Who, while the Cybermen do occasionally take and turn people into Cybermen, it's less their sort of reason for being. Mm. Whereas in the newer series, they're all about assimilating people. Which is stupid because you already have... I mean, the Daleks aren't interested in assimilating, but they're interested in killing everybody. Yeah. I want to say this. Oh, sorry. Continue the Doctor Who has nothing to do with Star Trek. I was going to say, yes. This isn't a Doctor Wow Star Trek. Uh, Doctor Wow. That sounds like a Doctor Who porn parody if I ever heard of one. Check out my sonic screwdriver. Yikes. No, Copter Who. Copter. I mean, it sort of ties in there. There, there is the, the inevitable history of the connection between the Borg and the Cybermen. Sure, but I don't care. Uh, I do know. We should watch a fucking Cyberman episode, a good one, and make that... A ten forward, because mm. then we could discuss the similarities. I thought the, I thought the recent one was pretty good. I haven't seen it. Go on. Still don't care. Uh, <laughs> speaking of of the Borg and their powers and how we don't see them terribly, terribly often, and that's why they make a great super villain. Yes. Uh, the producers stated that because the Borgs are so overpowered. They couldn't put them in very many episodes because there's only so many ways you can defeat them. Yeah. Without you know. 
running out of ideas. Like, okay, we want to use the Borg again, but we have to not get stuck with Borg stuff. Yeah. So, so we have to escape. Dust. I mean, without... They honestly never really ever defeat the Borg properly. Mm. But there is no defeating the Borg? There is no defeating the Borg. Not really. Because they keep coming, right? Yeah. That's the thing. Like, they're a hive mind. It's not like... And they, and they serve only one purpose. They have only... They're driven and... They like sharks. Nothing. Yeah, they're they're like, no, they're 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 not like sharks. They're like <laughs> they're like uh, they're like hornets or uh, wasps. Hate hornets, right? Like, yeah, but sharks are only driven to eat. No, they're friend. Sharks are friend. I'm not said people. I'm just saying eat. Their main drive is like swim to well, keep like, alive. That's and like my main drive. That's, that's, that's most living that's things' that's main drive. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking in terms of like fucking shit up though, like. Yeah, fuck wasps. Hornets don't fuck shit up. What wasps do? Mosquitoes. I hate mosquitoes. Mosquitoes suck. See, mosquitoes suck. Wasps and hornets, they just want to do their thing. If you get in the way, they'll sting you. So much. Mosquitoes hunt you down and want your blood. I had a Mm. fucking wasp, and I'm pretty sure it was the same wasp. I got stung on one wrist, and then on the other wrist... On a walk by, like twice, like I went down the stairs. When you looked at the rash, it said "fuck you." Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it was really weird. But that's the thing, yeah. You you like if you do manage to say destroy a cube, that's there's many men. Yeah, that's nothing. You've you've like you know it'd be like if you had an enemy in front of you and you clipped their toenail. Yeah, you know it doesn't even hurt them. They're just like yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I wanted to clip that anyway. Yeah. Now I can go back and salvage all the all the material and use it for something else. <laughs> something even more cool. Salvaging toenails. Yeah. Sadly, I guess they really overdid it in the books to the extent that apparently they have now successfully liberated the entire uh, Borg species. Oh no! And ended them. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So that's dumb. I don't know, that's kind of interesting. Janeway was happy about that. I'm sure the way they did it was silly. (laughs) Pour one out for two picks. Yeah, Janeway. But yeah, no, it's, they are really, it is, because again, I I haven't seen any of these in so long, it's nice to see sort of the root of it, and like, oh yeah, this is when they were like, new and scary, and it still works. Yeah, they're creepy as fuck. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they're really As the uninitiated, they're really creepy. Yeah. Babies are cute, though. <laughs> so weird. I had also like the way that they, when when one, when they took one of them out, and yeah. then the other one just appeared and continued what the first one was doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On, the, like, on the Enterprise, like they don't give a fuck. Nope. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to take your eyepiece because someone else is going to need this. Yeah. Yeah. We and we're not even going to hurt you. Like you, you guy. We're not going to fight back. Not right now. We, we're not. Inter- we are, we're only going to hurt you when we want to eat you. Yeah. Which will be soon. Do they literally eat them? No, they no, assimilate them. They assimilate them. They, uh, they do they know? Do they know what data is yet? Do they see him as tech? I don't. Well, that will come up. This will probably spoil other episodes. I think. You know, but, don't tell me. Yeah. I don't want to know. I want to be unspoiled. Something, as someone, as someone who hasn't seen the future episodes, I'm just the like issue, the data. Issue is data addressed. is tech. Data is addressed. Okay, we'll get to there one day then. What else have I got? This is the best of the four episodes. Two episodes. Four. Episodes. Fuck. This is the best episode we've seen in the last couple weeks. Mm. 
Yeah, I'd say so. I mean... It was also nice, yeah, we were talking about earlier, to see, like, Sinister Q again. Because in his first appearance, he's sort of goofy, but... Sinister Q, Sinister Q. Um, Works. Like, he starts off sort of being goofy, but then he quickly switches to Sinister. In this episode, or in In, in, in Farpoint. Oh, in Farpoint. And then in his next appearance, he's mostly ridiculous. You know, he's mostly goofy. A silly episode. Yeah. In this one, though, he's just like... He's... It's quite sinister, and they they let it show. There are moments where they they light him very sort of dark and villainous. He just appears constantly where other people were. Yeah, this reminder that, you know, he he is sort of a malevolent force. Yeah. Yeah, but he's also, he's weird, right? Because he is kind of, in a weird way, doing a favor. True, I don't think he meant to, but yes. I well, he, I think Picard even kind of says that at the end. Yeah, like now we know they're out there. I mean, there's definitely Q and definitely has, and we'll see this in the future, I think as well. Uh, some shades of gray, where, ah. he, eh, ah. um, where you know he's not just a villain. I mean, he's an adversary for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's also has some amount of compassion mm. in in some respect, and he, but I think he's just. He has a, a weird way of showing it. Yeah. In this episode, he's just a narcissist. Well, in this episode, he starts off and his motivation is, I've been, is he kicked out of the continuum Supposedly for, for, getting, for fucking up the Riker thing? I don't know if we can believe him, but that's, that's what he says. That's true. He is, a, he is a pathological liar. Yeah, he's one of the most unreliable narrators ever. Which is great, <laughs> because he's a sociopath. And he wants to, for, you know, how much you can believe him, he wants to be on the Enterprise. Oh, yeah, I don't know if I believe that either. And it's like, what do you tell an omnipotent being when he wants to be on your crew? You're like, this is a terrible idea. I don't know how to say no to you in a way that will not screw everything up. Yeah, I think you would probably say to him the same thing that you would say to someone who asks if you're a god. Sonia Gomez. (laughs) Yes. God bless you. Man. Yeah, this really would have been a really, not a perfect episode, but it certainly would have been... Better without Sonia? Yeah. A lot better without Sonia. Like, yeah, she she's, she's kind of like Okana, mm-hmm. and that it's a thing that they really wanted you to like, but you're like, I can't fucking That's what like happens you. when you try too hard, man. I will say, though, if like, I know they didn't do anything with either of them, which is fine, but if you put a gun to my head and retroactively one of them had to happen, you Gomez. Over um, Okona? Yeah, fuck that guy. Mm. I hated him so much. But with, we'd see more of Gomez because she'd be on the ship. That's, I don't care. Okano, we might only see once in a while. That's yeah, but nope, I feel like fine. we could have got kind of a cute, like a romance between she and uh, Jordy, though. Don't say that. Why? Jordy's bad with women. No, I know he is, but like maybe. What does he do to them? Jesus maybe if she well, bit, maybe if stalks, them? stalks them and is a creepy holodeck pervert. Maybe if she'd Does been it count there, if it's on the holodeck? Uh, it's still creepy. Maybe if she'd been there, he would have had a good, steady relationship and never turned into a creepy guy. That's what I mean. Like, he also one time he'll also maybe become she obsessed could with a dead girl later. Creepy. Ew. Yeah, he's some creepy shit. Well, I mean, Data's obsessed with a dead girl. She's not dead. Tasha Yar. Oh, I thought you were talking about the little girl on the planet. No, 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 no. I wasn't trying to go back to that. That's creepy. Okay. Well, best of on both that worlds. note. No, that wasn't. A, that was a different. That's a different episode. episode. Yeah. Q. I was. Yeah, they got. They got a title of a Q episode. No, they and they won't. They, they never, never will. do. Uh... All, it's always just shoving the letter Q into a. With another word or two that doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the I next one should Q. be "Go fuck yourself," but where the CK is a Q. 
I think there's one called Q2. Mm. Q squared? That actually makes somewhat amount of sense, but most of them don't. X to the power of Q? Yep. Q-bert? Wait, no. Ooh. Cubed? Uh, Cubed. Cupid. That's an episode. That works. Is Maybe. it? It's actually... That's, Stop. It's <laughs> an actual Q episode. Actually, Stop. That was fun. That's a fun, that's my, that's a fun oh, episode. Ames is going to hate it. Come on. <laughs> when, oh, but no. with Q, does Q it's, make it okay? Q makes it okay, and Worf okay. makes it okay. Worf. Oh, Worf's great. Is he? Yeah. He's all right. I like him. all right. I'm still, I'm still not as Worf impressed comes, by Q as you, uh, by Q. Worf, Worf comes I am impressed zone. by Q. Worf. I was going to say, you're more impressed by Q than any of the rest of us, Ames. Worf really yeah. hasn't blossomed into the, the man he was meant to be, but he will. Yay. And you'll love him. But... That is for another day. For we are we are completed our journey here today on this. Q has brought us back to the right we have, quadrant of space. We have steered towards her star. We don't have to spend two years traveling back with fucking Sonia. I said you got, you're wearing constellations today. I am. Pretty cool. Thank you. It's a star to steer her by. Thank you. It's a lot yes. of stars to steer her by. Yes. Yeah, quite. Well, next week... We'll be talking about two new episodes. Brand new episodes. One of which I have fond memories of, of, and one I think is pretty bad. And you'll have to wait to find out which one is which. We'll be talking about the Samaritan Snare and Up the Long Ladder. Oh no. I wonder which one that is. And And these will be coming up next week on... A star to steer her by. You can find us on Star Trek. Fuck. No, <laughs> no, I don't think you can. A s- Facebook. Com slash Star Trek. Nope, that's not what it is either. Why am I just saying Star Trek? Star Trek, Trek all over your face. All right, no, you can find us on Facebook. Com. Slash a star to steer. No, it's slash. Is it? Is it actually slash? Just look up I a star to steer so. by Just on search Facebook. Search for a star to steer there. by on Facebook. Uh, you can find us there. You can also find us on Twitter at sshb podcast. You can find us on Tumblr sshb podcast. That's Whoa. the one. We're on there. Uh, we don't post all the time, but when we do, it's usually good. If you like this podcast that you're listening to, you're probably already on SoundCloud. But if you're not, find us on SoundCloud. And if you don't want to find us there, find us on it. Why do we put this in every episode? If they're listening to the <laughs> podcast, they know how to find it. That, that's true, actually. We spend a lot of time on this every week. It's just and they know. Knows. Jake, you spend a lot of time on this every week. It takes like 40 we minutes to get through telling people do how it. to download the podcast they've already downloaded. Anyway. Maybe maybe it's just in case someone is listening to this really loud at their desk at work, which is inadvisable. We say fisting a lot. Fisting. Um, someone overhears it and they're like, I'd like to listen to this wacky porn podcast. I'd like to try fisting. <laughs> oh, Wait. you're listening to the fisting hour <laughs> with Jake? <laughs> a star to fister by. That's Jake's other podcast. A, a star to steer her. A brown star to steer her. Oh, by. No! A fisting podcast. A brown star to fister by. But yes, we're also on iTunes and Google. iTunes, Google. You know, actually, here's why we remind people about it. Because you should go on there right now to iTunes. Give us the old five-star special. Or the four. None. Five. Or whatever. Do what you want. Write a thing, though. Write a good thing. Write a a bad thing. I don't fucking care. Or post post us a blog. 
Do you have a, uh, a blogger? Uh, what? WordPress? Blogus. Blogus. Give us a blog. Have you had a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> Write a blog post about your favorite podcasts and make it about us. How about that? There That's a go. good one. So do what you want. Tell your buddies about us. You got buddies? You got friends? You got family? Play us really loud at work. Moms? Dads? Children? Pets? No, pets don't listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they might. But, uh, you know, do, 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 do stuff. Uh, listen listen to the podcast. It's pretty cool. Some episodes are better than others. This was a good week. I don't know. You, you Do what you want. I'm Jake. <laughs> this, has been, this has been Chris. This has been Ames. And this is always Caitlin. I need a soda. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thanks. Yeah, we got to find a way to get out of these episodes again. Thank you.